Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're here this week bringing you another episode of all things retirement and retirement planning. And we wanted to chat a little bit today about something a little bit more current. You know, we, uh, we usually pick a topic every month and we dive kind of deep on that one topic over a four-week time period. But we reserved uh, this month, April, um, to talk about some things that may be a little bit more current, you know, just some things that are going on in the world, a lot of questions we've been getting um, from folks that we've seen recently. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was having a visit with um, a gentleman uh, actually last week, and he was concerned about um, all the covid money that's been printed for these packages right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then another uh gal came in earlier this week and it was right on the the heels of um biden president biden announcing his new infrastructure plan and she was concerned about that coming mm-hmm. and you know it got us thinking and we were talking about this over dinner the other night um you know there's a lot of money being thrown around right now that I think to, you know, all of us, kind of the common person, you know, these these dollar figures that are getting thrown around right now, um, we've almost just become numb to it. Comfortable. Comfortable. And, and saying a trillion dollars yeah. is normal language now. Which a trillion dollars, I think, is normal to us saying it because none of us. I think very not no one really has ever seen a trillion dollars in person. Right. It's exactly. just a phantom number, right? Like no one's seen it. So I I looked up I looked this up. I thought this was pretty interesting. If you had one dollar bills, okay, if you had one dollar bills, now you may have to be going back into your archive to remember <laughs> what an actual dollar looks like because now everything's done on your phone um and virtually, but if you go back to paper money a $1 bill. If you took $1 trillion bills, $1 bills mm-hmm. and you stacked them on each other. Now think about how thin a dollar bill is or just any bill, really. And you stack them, a trillion of them. Just one on top of the one other. One on top of the other, like those old cartoons you'd watch, right? With like, you know, the money growing and it's yeah. getting stacked up Big all over. Money. If you stacked them up, the distance that one trillion dollar bills would cover is sixty-seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-six miles high. Sixty-seven, almost sixty-eight thousand miles. Now let's put that into perspective. That is just about sixty-eight thousand miles is just about one quarter of the way, or twenty-five percent of the way from earth to the moon that's incredible now think about that that's incredible one trillion dollars <laughs> stacked up in one dollar bills is is almost 25 percent leaving the earth and going a quarter of the way straight up to the moon, to the moon. Mm-hmm. now between last year and this new infrastructure plan that's being proposed we have already had in covid relief and bills passed Four trillion dollars spent. 
Now, well, let me back up. $4 trillion earmarked, $3 trillion of it already spent. So basically, what we've done over the last year is we've built a money road from the Earth to the moon. moon. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. If $1 trillion is 25%, $4 trillion is all the way there. It gets us there. Follow the yellow brick road to the moon. Now, this new infrastructure plan is another $2 trillion. So now we're standing on the moon, and we're going to get halfway back to Earth. Mm -hmm. And we've done all this in just about a year, a little over a year. And, you know, I remember being in economics class in college, right? And, you know, I've told you a lot of my college stories, Angela. I probably haven't told you a whole lot about my uh, uh, being in class uh, stories. (laughs) Usually the stories are not about class. Um, But I actually went to class and I did okay in that. But my economics professor said, hey, when you start when you start borrowing money, right, when you start adding debt, because that's really all we're doing. Right. That's all we're doing is we're borrowing money from the future, future. Yep. to pay for things today. It's a credit card. Exactly. It's, ex- it's the exact same thing as a credit card. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I go to the when we go, you know, to go buy something, you and I. Um, oh, we just because uh, we did the pool outside and all that stuff. We got a TV out there. Right. We yes. went to we went to uh, uh, Best Buy or Co- no Costco. Costco. That's right. It was Costco. Uh-huh. And we put down the credit card. Mm-hmm. Right. And what did we basically said? We said, hey, if you'll scan this plastic thing. We'll sign our name on a contract called a receipt at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that contract basically says, from me to you, Costco, we're going to take future dollars from ourselves and we're going to use that now and then we're going to pay you next, next month when it comes. Right? We borrowed it. Well, we've done that to the tune of almost $6 trillion in a year in this country. On top of a $28 trillion national debt. So my economics professor, I remember telling, telling me this. And he said, when you've got debt, right, you can do two things. To get out of debt, right? Start to get out of debt. So the first thing you could do is you could be the Fed and you could just turn on the, print some more yeah, money. print more money. Like yeah. it just, hey, just start printing it up, right? Turn on the printing presses. <laughs> but the problem with that is when we print more money, typically we go into an inflationary period. Things get more expensive. And I know um, you listening to this right now understand that because how many people have we been bombarded with over the last, I'd say, three to four months wanting to look at precious metals in their portfolios Mm -hmm. as an inflation hedge? We've been getting a lot of calls. A lot of calls. A lot of calls. Yeah. Um, for people that want to be able to get into some precious metals because they're scared of inflation. Well, inflation in retirement is not a good thing because when you're retired, right? And we've had some income conversations and we've had tax tax conversations, but when you're in retirement and you're on maybe a fixed income to a degree, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but things keep getting more and more and more expensive at a rate that you're not earning, well, that causes a, a really big problem. Yeah, it really messes with your buying power. Well, that's right. So I'm so glad you said that. So, you know, right now people think, well, I I think this market's at all-time highs, right? I want to be safe. Where can I go put some money in something safe? Oh, I'll put it in the bank because it's FDIC insured. It's safe. Problem is, what does the bank pay? Nothing. And even though inflation right now is relatively low, 
the bank is even returning less than that. So if you've got too much money sitting in the bank, you're not losing your actual dollar. What you're losing is exactly what you said. Because you're buying power. That's right. And a lot of times when I'm talking um, with people in the office and we're looking at their bank money and they have tons of bank money, I just remind them that oftentimes I look at that money like a cavity. It's not a really big deal, but it's slowly just eroding. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm not sure the banking industry's ever been uh, uh, analogy or compared to uh, cavities, but I like that. Sorry, you know I try to make it simple. That's right. Relatable. Keep it simple. You're right. It does. It eats away at your buying power, which exactly. I love. We might need to do some marketing around that. I think that's great. Um, so that's one thing, right? You could print more money. But the second thing you could do to start to get out of debt, my economics professor told me, is we can raise what? Taxes. Taxes. And listen, we've been beating this drum for years. For years. And if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. This is not my opinion. This is not Angela's opinion. Here's how they're going to fund this new infrastructure plan if it passes. Now, I don't know if it will or won't, but if it does, here's the layout. Right now in this country, we tax corporations at 21%. Mm -hmm. President Trump set that rate because it was at 35%. So when he came in office, he said, hey, 14% off the top, 21%. We had the biggest economic recovery, the biggest stock boom. market rally yeah. boom yeah. ever. Because companies, corporations, had more money to do other things with. Mm -hmm. Well, what President Biden has come out, and this isn't to get political, this is just the facts. Yep. What he's come out and said, well, here's how we're going to fund this $2 trillion. Now, we already have done four, so we're already at the moon. This is how we're going to start to get home on the debt. We're going to raise corporate taxes from 21%. Not back to 35, we're only going to raise them 7% to 28%. Yeah. Now think about that. If you're a big corporation, which most of our clients own investments in big corporations, mm -hmm. many of which that will fall under this tax rise or this tax hike. Yeah. If you are the president or the CEO of that big corporation and you're sitting with the board of directors at your quarterly call and you got to make a shareholder presentation, right? What do you think when they're staring at a 7% stock price hike, or I'm sorry, a tax, tax. rate hike, yep. not a yep. stock price hike, what do you think they're going to do to their stock price? Or better yet, we don't really know maybe what they'll do to the stock price, but what do you think they're going to do to the dividend that that stock pays? I think that will be affected. Now, I don't know if it will or won't, but you got to kind of follow Start the breadcrumbs here. You got to ask yeah. these questions. So if, if I'm an investor, you're listening to this, you're an investor, you start looking at this and you're saying, my God, okay, I own these big corporation investments. By the way, it doesn't mean you have to own that single stock. If you own like the S&P 500 fund, mm -hmm. that's 500 corporations you own. If you own a mutual fund, you probably have, and it's an equity mutual fund, you probably have some corporations listed in there. So it doesn't mean that you have to own Amazon stock or you got to own Tesla stock. It means you own something that the success of that investment is tied to these corporations. And I'll tell you, for most investments that we see that we help folks with, that's true for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So what do you think these people are going to do? You think they're going to just sit there and say, ah, we'll just keep giving the same dividends and we'll just keep driving the stock prices higher and we'll just keep doing this? They got to tighten things up too, right? And we don't know exactly how they'll do it, but that money has to come from somewhere. That's exactly right. And I'm not suggesting all of your corporate stocks or your investments are going to tank. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. 
the breadcrumbs are out there, the trail's being laid, so you can start to either look at that and start to think and devise a plan for this, or you could just sit there and just see what happens. The wait and see. Which, how does that work when you have the cavity, Angela? Wait and see is not, <laughs> is not a good strategy with That's a cavity. right. Let me tell you, the first time I ever had a cavity, I, I, you know, it started out small, kind of like you mentioned. And then one time I let it go, I bit down on a piece of popcorn and I got hit with the zinger. You know the zinger? It's like, <laughs> it's like a lightning bolt hits you in the side of the mouth. It's like, all right, I let that fester too long, right? And of so, course it would be popcorn for you. So now here's the thing. <laughs> President Biden has come out and said, hey, we're still going to toe the line and we're not going to raise taxes on anyone that makes over $400,000. This isn't what we're going to do. But I have a hard time believing, this is my personal belief, a hard time believing that you could walk on a trail of debt from the earth to the moon and halfway back to the earth And the only people that they're going to try to go after and raise taxes on are just the corporations or people over $400,000? Oh, I know what you're going to share now. You always share with me the trickle-down effect. That's right. So here's the trickle-down effect. Let's say I am one of these people that I make over $400,000 and I own a business like we do, Angela. Mm -hmm. And let's say that because we, we make over that amount of money, we have to start paying more in taxes. And we employ people. We do. Great people. Great people. Awesome people. But if I wasn't a, a um, responsible business owner, and I didn't care about our people the way that we do, and I start getting squeezed in my taxes, what do you think I'm going to start doing to maybe be able to save some money? Well, I might furlough more people. Well, I might lay off some people. Maybe I just won't pay my rent for my space a little bit, which then what does the building owner do? Mm-hmm. Right? My point is there is a trickle-down effect. So even if it never goes beyond $400,000, do not sit there and think, well, I don't make that much, so it doesn't matter to me. I guarantee you, you deal with people in your life that make that much, that have some sort of impact on your financial future and your well-being based on this. So this is a big, big deal that we just have gotten so numb to, throwing around these huge amounts of money like they don't even matter. So what can you do about it? Well, here's what you can do. You can get out of business with the IRS. That's one thing you could do. And if you don't know how to do that, we can help you figure that out. Absolutely. Call us and we'd love to help you with it. If you own any of those taxable accounts that you owe the IRS money on, you're in business with them. And it's a horrible business deal because here's how the business deal works. Let's say, Angela, you owned a business and, and let's say I, be, I wanted to be your business partner. Okay. All right. And let's just say you didn't love me, right? So pretend it was like yesterday. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> just kidding. I love you so much. I know, I know. But let's say that, that we were business partners and yes. I came to you with a business idea. Yeah. And here's how the idea went. I came to you. I said, hey, Angela. I've got this idea for business, a business, and here's what, what the terms would be if we're going to work together. Angela, I need you to put up all of the capital for this business. So you're putting everything up mm-hmm. to start it. Mm-hmm. You're going to also, if the business goes under, goes lower, like doesn't do well, you have to absorb all that risk. Okay. Okay. Now, if the business does well, 
and we make money, you have to half it with me or you got to give me some of it. Maybe not half, but you got to give me some. And that was the deal we made. Would you decide to get into business with me? I don't think I would. Okay. I, I don't think you would either. I don't think anybody would. Now, no. here's my point. If you stripped away the word business and you put in the word 401k or traditional IRA or 403b, doesn't that kind of sound like that? how that works? Now think yeah. Of, yeah. Why don't you run through that again? Because yeah. this is a new concept for a lot of people. Now, think about this. If I go and invest in my company 401k or I go and invest in 403b and I am not talking about the free money you get from the match, take the free money. But here's the business deal you've made. All right. I'm going to put my own money into this 401k. They may give me a little bit, but not near as much, right? Right. Okay. So I put up all the capital for the most part. Mm -hmm. Okay. If the account goes down, it's my money that's lost. And if the account goes up, I got to pay taxes on that money to the sum of maybe, you know, 15 to call it 40%, depending on where you fall in the tax code. Does that sound like a good deal? It does not sound like a good deal at all. But 99% of folks that come in and visit with us, they have these types of accounts. So the first thing you could start to do is get out of business with the IRS. The second thing you could start to do is get your money to places where you're all done with them, which are those tax-free buckets. You can search on previous episodes where we've talked about the power of tax-free. We've talked about those tax-free buckets of money. You need to be thinking about that because again, not our opinion if taxes are going up or, uh, at all. We know when they're scheduled to go up, which is the year 2026. And it might be before. It might be before. It is very funny, though. Over the last week and a half, I have just very quickly found three simple articles talking about this. Monday, March the 15th of this year in Bloomberg. Here's the headline. Biden eyes first major tax hike since 1993 in next economic plan. That was March the 15th. March the 17th, two days later, published by Steve Goldstein. Here's the headline. Biden may propose a trillion in new taxes, says former aide, and here's how Congress will react. Oh, just a trillion. Mm -hmm. 25% of the way to the moon. March 23rd, this was basically, this was put out by Jacob Sohenshine, okay? Titled, Joe Biden wants to raise taxes. What will it mean for the stock market? There's three articles within basically a uh, uh, eight-day time period there talking about taxes going sky high. Mm -hmm. This is happening, folks. And we can bury our head in the sand and we can do nothing about it. And you can just pay what they tell you to pay. Or you can visit with us. We can get a plan. And you can put more money, hopefully, back in your pocket. I don't know if we will or we won't be able to put it back in your pocket. But I do know this. It's at least worth a conversation to figure out if we can. Yes, absolutely. So if you want to take us up on that, give the office a call. That number is 817-328-6152. That's 817-328-6152. We'd love to help you put together a plan. You still have time. We do know what the tax rates are for this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have time. But the earlier you do it, the better. So give us a call. We'd love to build it out for you. In the meantime, we look forward to talking with you next week. And 
If you need anything, don't hesitate to give us a call. We're always here. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, so listen. You know, Angela and I love being local DFW retirement professionals and we help so many families in the area. You know, there's a lot of ways that we can help you with your retirement. We can perform a stress test on your current investments. Basically what that lets you know is how aggressive or conservative or how risky you're wanting to be versus what you actually are doing. We can also schedule a one-on-one consultation with one of us if you just have a one-off question that you'd love to ask us. And you're always welcome to come to one of our live financial workshops, our live events. So go to compassretirement.com and just click on schedule a visit to choose what you need from us. If you're looking for a firm that will bend over backwards to help you, you've come to the right spot. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.